morning. It's Friday, February 21st, and you are listening to the College Football Daily, a 24-7 sports podcast dedicated to catching you up on and breaking down the day's college football news. My name is Connor Tapp. I'm joined today by Chris Hummer. Chris, you've got a story up on the site, 247sports.com, right now about Jaden Daniels and the Arizona State Sun Devils. You talked to Herm Edwards for it. So we're just going to talk a little Sun Devils and uh, kind of get into what you and Herm talked about on uh, today on the podcast. Does that sound good? Yeah, sounds great. We will play Chris and Herm's conversation at the end of our conversation. The audio is a little sketchy at times, which is why we're not leading off with it. Um, so, uh, before let's, let's kind of just set the table. If for some reason you didn't pay attention to Arizona state's 2019 season, just kind of get everybody caught up here. So, uh, 2019 is year two under Herm Edwards and they go seven and five in his first season. It's a big surprise because everybody kind of dumped on the hire, uh, but they just had a really strong, uh, year one under Herm Edwards. And then they signed Jaden. Daniels, the number 35 overall player in the class of 2019, the top-rated dual-threat quarterback. Um, And then all of a sudden it kind of looks like, hey, Herm Edwards has his quarterback of the future. Daniels wins the job from day one. And I think from from a talent perspective, like everything Greg Biggins, our, our, one of our West Coast scouts, would say was like, that, yeah, like Jaden Daniels had the talent, had the mental makeup to do it, but maybe just like the fact that he was 6'3", 175, like maybe he should like put, it might be good if he could redshirt so he could put on some weight so he like wouldn't die if he got hit, if he got hit particularly hard. Um, but you know, uh, the circumstances being what they were with Arizona state's quarterback room, it was like a pretty good situation for him to come in and win the starting job from day one. And Chris, you know, I was, I was looking back over kind of his production in 2019, I think maybe because like the, the Michigan state game was the first time that I like really tuned in for uh, an Arizona state game last year. I kind of had this perception that Jaden kind of started off as kind of a game manager and then kind of like blossomed into a little bit more uh, product, like uh, kind of more explosion toward the end of the season, particularly in the, in the Oregon game when he went off for like 400 yards. But like looking back on it, I feel like my uh, assumption was like kind of wrong. He was like pretty steadily one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the country, pretty much from the first week of the season. Do do you think that's fair? Yeah, especially given like the offensive line in front of him wasn't very good. Like you know Benjamin and that offensive line had been the strength in 2017. It's kind of what Arizona State really uh, kind of built itself on. And then Jaden got there. That line got significantly worse. And Jaden was just really good all year. His completion percentage won't jump out at you. It's like, I think, 62%. But for a true freshman quarterback, he played exceptionally well. He threw the fewest interceptions of anybody uh, in the country with over 300 attempts. So he just didn't make mistakes. And one of those uh, interceptions came on a Hail Mary. So he was good all year. He led four kind of game-winning drives in the fourth quarter uh, during his first season. So when the... when Arizona State needed him to be good. He was good. And this is a guy who was a four-year starter in high school. He's a California uh, record holder for passing yards. He's a guy that only, I think he went like 40 and 10 as a high school starter. So he had all the bona fides, even if he was a little small. And uh, 
just took that right to Arizona State and was really successful. So, Chris, you talked to Herm Edwards the other day and kind of about like what what's next for Jaden Daniels, what's next for Arizona State, and so I mean, where how, how do you think? Herm is thinking about like how do we build around Jaden Daniels at this point? Yeah, well, first, like Herm Edwards is a guy who, as we all know, and ha- what you brought up earlier is an NFL guy. He took ten years away from coaching, but this is a guy who has coached some of the best players in the NFL. Like he has that NFL pro experience, and when he's talking about kids, in this case, legitimately kids, Jaden Daniels is eighteen years old last season. And he speaks with them with kind of effusive praise. You know, it's legitimate. And like that Oregon throw, he threw, um, it was 81 yards that won the game for Oregon. Uh, Herm Edwards essentially, like even now, says it's one of those plays where you go, uh-oh, who does that? Well, he does that. So like that play late in the season, especially coming off of the way he played against Utah, and that game was a disaster for that game was a disaster for um, Arizona State. It was their fourth straight loss and to host the number six team in the country, a team with playoff hopes. I think that kind of convinced Herm Edwards that Jaden was the guy he could truly build around, which kind of led to an off-season conversation that they had. Herm brought him in his office. Jaden's a guy who's always in Herm's office, and they just kind of sat down, and Herm told him, I'm going to build around you now. You've earned my trust. And then he essentially laid out, we've got to get you some guys on the perimeter as well as the backfield and along the offensive line that can kind of help build and structure the team around you. So Arizona State is now a Jaden Daniels-led program and a program built around what is now a sophomore quarterback. So, I mean, we, we do have some turnover in the, in, the, in the play calling for Arizona State. Zach Hill coming in after three years running the offense at Boise State. How do we, what do we know about, like, how the new offense, how different the offense is going to be uh, and kind of tailored to Jaden? If you go off what, Zach Hill did at Boise State. There's probably going to be a little bit more tight end usage to some two tight end, three tight end sets. Um, They're certainly going to try to protect him a little bit more. Uh, That offensive line really struggled. But in terms of in terms of the offense itself, like it's going to everybody says it's going to be a quarterback friendly system. But Herm Edwards really stressed that the system will be designed to kind of tailor itself to Jaden's strengths. So in that aspect of things. Herm wants to give Jaden more responsibility to the line. He wants him to be able to make decisions, check in and out of plays. He wants to give Jaden the freedom a superstar quarterback should have. And by doing that, you kind of accent his strengths, which is his kind of ability to diagnose plays and also his ability to make plays. And when you do that, you kind of give Arizona State as an offense, which again has been kind of run first the last two years, the opportunity to become more explosive and to grow. So that's kind of how it's going to structure. And I think Herm said it best. He goes, it's always what system can we build around with Jalen where he's comfortable and doing the things he can do. And then after a year figuring that out, we kind of figured that out. Yeah. It's kind of wild how like that they were run first. And at least last year, they were also like really bad at, at running on a, on a yards per attempt basis. So, I mean, if you think if you can get that figured out, give some balance to this offense, uh, then Think about what that opens up for for Jaden Daniels potentially as a sophomore. Um, you know, even after Herm comes in, he has a really successful year one com- relative to expectations. 
it was still kind of like, all right, that was a, that was a really good season, but like I still don't really know what this Herm Edwards tenure at Arizona State is gonna look like. But but now I'm like, okay, so like how we remember the Herm Edwards tenure at Arizona State is gonna be like how well Jaden Daniels kind of like built upon a really good freshman season and just exactly how high his star can climb. Um, I don't know. Did you get the sense talking to Herm that he has an appreciation for kind of how important a player Jaden Daniels like has the potential right now to end up being to not only how he's remembered as a college coach, but kind of Arizona state's attempt to kind of make a name for itself in a, in a, in a, in a PAC 12 South that's kind of looking for a, a, a team to have some consistent competency here. Yeah. I think, I think Herm Edwards certainly knows that he recruited and kind of landed a potential program changing quarterback very early in his tenure. And I think he appreciates the fact that he now has a window with Jaden Daniels two, three, maybe more likely probably two years to kind of really make something happen and in a vision that's wide open. Um, to do so, uh, they signed five skill players, uh, five four-star skill players this last cycle, uh, three wide receivers and two running backs um, that are really going to help raise the talent level out of Arizona State. Uh, for context, Arizona State had only two four-star skill players on its roster last year. So the 2020 class alone kind of represents doubling the amount of just like playmakers on the roster to kind of surround Jaden Daniels with. And they made a really they made a big priority about adding offensive line help. They took in two graduate transfer offensive linemen, one from Texas A and M and one from Stanford. So Herm Edwards is doing everything possible to surround Jaden Daniels with the pieces he needs to be successful. And and like he compared building around Jaden the same way he would around building around a franchise quarterback in the NFL. Maybe the window's a little shorter and you don't have to deal with things like the salary cap or the NFL draft or free agency. But either way, like they're trying to build this thing around their quarterback. And I think Herm said it best when he was talking about what Jaden means to not only the fans, but the program itself. He said he gives you hope. He provides excitement. If you're a fan of Arizona State football, you want to come watch him play. We've played in a lot of close games. Now, that's not the intention, but it has kind of worked out that way. When he has the ball at the end, I think any fan would say, we have a chance to win with this guy. And then he goes, he just kind of does it. It's not too big for him. And that kind of sentiment is why Arizona State is going to be a really trendy preseason top 25 team. And it all starts with Jaden Daniels. And that coaching staff knows it. And they've made every effort kind of over the last six months to make sure Jaden Daniels has all the pieces he needs to be as successful as possible. That's going to do it for today's episode of the College Football Daily. If you appreciate what we're doing, please express your support by leaving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. For Chris Hummer, Trey Scott, and our producer, Tani Levitt, I'm Connor Tapp. And stick around on the other side of the outro music to hear that conversation between Chris and Herma Edwards. Hey, Coach Edwards, how are you? I'm doing well. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for uh, taking a couple minutes today. I really appreciate it. Sure. Well, um, I know you're a busy man. I'll get started, but uh, thanks once again.
Okay. Um, I'm curious with Jaden, was there a moment uh, last season or maybe even during spring ball when he first came in, he was competing with a lot of guys that you knew where he might kind of just be the guy for the program for the next two or three years. Is there a time last season where you really kind of felt that? Well, I, I think his mindset coming in here, you know, he was the last one to sign of all the, all the guys to sign. I mean, we had signed two other prior to him, and we had uh, Dennis Sterling Coles as, as a returner that had played some. And uh, the conversation I had with him um, and his mom, and then going to the house the day that he signed, it was all about the competition, and he just wanted to come in to compete. And with that being said, um, came in and, and, and won the job. And then from there, it was just a matter of, you know, putting him in the game. And, you know, like any young quarterback, um, you, you, you want to try to protect him. And now I say that, and then we ended up starting the left tackle that was a freshman and a right guard that was a freshman. So here you go all of a sudden, right? It's, yeah. He's in a situation where, you know, he's playing with some young guys and then, all the pressures on Eno right away, and the fact that uh, you know we got a young quarterback. Most people think, well, they're going to run the football to protect the quarterback, and and we we try to do that. There's no doubt about that. But I think the more we played, and the more he got comfortable, probably week, you know, week three or four, um, after the Michigan State one, uh, you just felt like, you know, he was getting more comfortable uh, playing quarterback, and and the pressure that was on him. Early in the season, you know, that, that win against Michigan State was kind of one of those where the conversation I had with him with our last possession, I said, now we're running out of time. This is probably your last possession. I said, you know, we, we need to go ahead and try to put some points on the board. And kind of looked at me and said, I got it, coach. You know, that's <laughs> I always have. I said, okay, we'll go do it. And obviously went out there and did it on the road. You know, so that, that, that kind of, for me, was like, okay. Uh, I see where he's at. But with that being said, I think it's still, you're getting through the season. Uh, and I thought that Utah was a tough game. It was a tough game for our team. Um, he got hit a lot. He was under duress a lot. Um, but, you know, got through it. Uh, we didn't, we didn't play fairly very, very well on offense at all. Uh, and a lot of that had to do with the team we were playing. The conditions weren't very good either. Uh, but both teams had to play in those conditions, and they were a better team. There's no doubt that they were better than us that day. And then from there, I thought, you know, when we hit the the slide, the full game slide, and um, his leadership, his ability to stay calm and to not try to do anything different. Um, but I think the more the moment got big when we needed to play, he just figured he was going to make one, either with, with his legs or with his arms. Uh, the throw against Oregon, what do you say about that one? You know, I mean, it's, it's yeah. one of those plays, you know, uh -oh. you know, and who does that? Well, he does that. And I think the more you you watched him play, the more comfortable you became in the fact that when he had the ball, he wasn't going to turn it over. And I'm saying that, and I'm knocking on wood, because he only turned it over twice. <laughs> Yeah, it was one, was, one was a Hail Mary and one. Not, I'm not saying, you know, there was a couple of some guys dropped, but at the end, you only turned over twice. So when the season, you go through that, didn't realize, okay, he's gone through the first one. And I told him when the season ended, we always have our conversation because he's always in here. Um, I said, hey, I'm, I'm going to build it around you now. Uh, you know, you've earned my trust and 
we got to get you some guys that can that can help us uh, on the perimeter as well as in the backfield. And I said we got to sure up the offensive line for you. And we're going to go out and get you know some some guys that are a little bit older, and we were able to do that. And so now you know I, I think the system that's going to be implemented uh, has a lot of things to do with the quarterback making decisions at the line of scrimmage, where he can get the call, but then also can check. And so you know he's earned the trust of, of me personally, the head coach. And I think the more Zach is around him, I think that, that, that stands true for Zach as well. Okay. I guess there's, there's two ways to approach building around a quarterback. It's both the talent you put around him, as you mentioned, and also right. what you kind of give him the responsibility to do. From a talent acquisition perspective, I know you signed two graduate transfer offensive linemen. Um, your recruiting class is full of guys like Johnny Wilson who can really make plays and uh, Dan Donata and all those people. Um, how... How much of an emphasis did you put on kind of acquiring that talent to take advantage of uh, Jaden's relatively short window? Well, that that was very important, um, and either because you don't want to just put it on him, and I think that's the new pressure that he has to deal with because of his success uh, playing last year. You know, people are going to expect him to just be this guy that every time he goes out, he throws four or five touchdowns. That's not always going to be the case. I think the thing that we we learn more about Jaden is he he uh, he doesn't like to lose. I mean that's just he just you know when you think about his high school career, I don't know if he lost five games total, and he doesn't like losing. I mean it bothers him. I mean it really really bothers him, and that's a good thing. That that, that is a good thing because you want guys that that have that type of attitude. That losing is not an option, and. With that being said, I, I just think going forward, I got to make sure that, you know, all of a sudden, because of how he played last year, uh, along with the, with the position he plays, that we alleviate some of the pressure and expectations on him. He got only a sophomore. I mean, goodness gracious, you know, and, and so we got to help him. We got to help him with the people that, can get the ball and make explosive plays, whether it's turning around, giving it to him, or throwing it down the field. How uh, how much easier is it to sell a guy like um, Johnny Wilson or L.D. Bunkley and Shelton uh, on playing at Arizona State when they know they got a guy like uh, James throwing the ball to them? Well, that helps. That helps any any, any program uh, when you have a quarterback and, and and when you have one that's that 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 has great humility. You know, and, and it's never about him. If you've been around the guy, it's never about him. You saw that at the banquet. I mean, he was the MVP. He didn't want to say anything. This coach, you know, I'm not, I don't, this is the seniors' banquet. He gets yeah. it. You know, he, he understands it. Uh, he knows that um, that the position that he plays warrants enough attention, and he, he just kind of stays away from it. He just wants to be one of the guys, and he wants to, to help you know, this team wins. So that's what you love about the guy. Okay. Um, I know it's probably not particularly comparable. There's no free agency and there's no salary cap, but um, in terms of building around Jalen or Jaden, um, yeah. during the kind of window you have with them, how does it kind of compare with what you would do for potentially building around an NFL franchise quarterback? Same, same thing. Yeah, same thing. And it starts with the guys up front. You got to protect them first. You got to protect the quarterback at any level. 
Uh, you have to protect the quarterback. And then, then you have a chance to have an offense. But if you don't protect him, it doesn't matter how many skill guys you have. Because if he doesn't get time to do what he needs to do with the ball when he decides to throw it, it ain't going to matter. You know, so that's where it starts, and I think that that's kind of the thing we're still trying to build on is our offensive line. You know, you need 20 offensive linemen in your program. Yeah. You don't want to have to be forced to play freshman offensive linemen. You know, they shouldn't have to play until they're, they're you know, sophomores going into their junior year and then play them together. And so we're starting to do that, but, but I still think we still were smart enough to know that we're not there at certain positions because we're still developing some young guys and we're going to have to go get some grad transfers. Now, we've been able to do that the last two years, which has helped us. But that was the plan in the beginning when we first got here. You kind of assess, you know, the players you have, and then you go, okay, how do we improve this team and, and win games and still try to build a program? And I think we can never lose sight of that. We're trying to build something here, and it takes time. You're not going to do it in a year. Um, it just doesn't work that way, you know. And so I think we're off to a pretty good start in, in, in how we look at our our, our 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 program and where we're at. Uh, we're not naive by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, we know we have some things that we have to improve on. And we know we, there's some positions here, especially up front on both sides of the ball. And we need to get, we get more length, you know, and, and we, get, we need to get bigger uh, if you're going to compete to try to win the Pac-12. The Pac-12. It, always, it always starts up front and no matter what side of the line. Sure. Yeah, it, just, it never ends at any, at any level. It's, it's, when you have that, then you got a chance. Yeah. Um. You mentioned earlier um, that Jaden's going to have more responsibility in terms of uh, safe the line. I'm just wondering, when you have a quarterback like that and a guy who thinks kind of the way he does, uh, having talked to him in the past, um, I'm sure he didn't have a lot of it as a freshman, but how much um, in meeting rooms and kind of conversations with him, kind of breaking down film, how much of a say does he have in terms of doing what he likes within the offense and kind of feedback? on the game plan from week to week, uh, moving out of freshman year? Well, uh, that's critical. Uh, I think, you know, most people think, well, there's a, there's a system. Well, no, it's just, it's the system's built around the, the, the player, especially when it comes to quarterback. I mean, even in the National Football League, you know, 90, 90% of the quarterbacks are system needy. It's a system that, that's built around their talent and what they do well. If you do that, you got a chance to win. If you, if you just all of a sudden put a guy in a system that doesn't fit what he does, he's, he's going to fail. And so I'm, I'm smart enough to, to know that. You know, from being in that league that long and watching guys that have failed and watching guys that have been successful. So I, I think it's always, you know, what system can we build around Jaden that, that where he's comfortable, things that he can do. And, and we, you know, after a year of playing, you kind of figure that out. Was there a, was there, I know I asked this year this earlier and it's a tough for all the specifics. Was there a check or something he made last season that really made you think like this guy's kind of ready for that responsibility? Oh, I, I just think, you know, when we hit, when, when, when we had lost the three in a, or four in a row, uh, and then coming back and beating Oregon, I mean, that was big. You know, that was a, that was a big win. Uh, for a lot of reasons, it got us off that 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 horrible feeling of not winning a game in a month. Um, but uh, against a really good football team, um, yeah, um, to 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 do it in the end there, to to play against a quarterback uh, uh, that was probably going to be a first round pick, and that and that's what I 
I talked about Jane all week. I said, look, this is this is real simple for you. This is this is you know this guy across from us is you know, there's a reason that these cameras are here. There to see this guy. I said, now the great thing about this is that you have the same stage. So you got a chance to kind of show people who you are too. And so he, he understood what I was saying. And I thought he performed fairly well. Yeah, it worked out okay. Um, kind of last thing. Uh, I'm just wondering, what is what does Jaden mean for Arizona State football? His presence, kind of what he can do on the field for the next couple of seasons in terms of potentially competing for championships and doing the things that I know you want to do with the program over a long period of time. Well, I think it gives you hope. He provides excitement. Um, I think if you're a fan of Arizona State, um, you want to come watch this guy play. It's fun to watch him play. I think if you're a fan that's watched this team, uh, you know, the last two years, and now you have a guy like that, you know, we played a lot of close games. That's not the intention, but it kind of worked out that way. But when he has the ball at the end, I think any fan would say, we got a chance to win with this guy because he just kind of, kind of does it. It's not too big for him, and he's done that. No doubt. I remember. I feel like last year I ended up writing about like seven different times Jaden Daniels leave the comeback victory or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We want to get away from that. We don't want that many of them. <laughs> you want you want him sitting on the bench during the fourth quarter. Yeah, I want him standing by me. You know, in the fourth quarter, maybe. <laughs> well, um, that's great. But um, Coach Edwards, uh, I really appreciate your time, and I wish you the best of luck in that spring ball and everything. Okay, partner. Appreciate you. All right. Have a good one.